Well, hello everybody out there in music video land, and welcome to another edition of This Week in Music Videos, the Music Video Land podcast, brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database on the web. My name is Adam, and uh, with us, as usual, from Manhattan, New York, the Big Apple. I don't even have a joke here. I'm just, I'm just trying to hype up New York. Uh, is Mr. Doug Klinger? How are you, Doug? Doing super good, Adam. I'm all about the elevation. Wow. Uh, what is New York on on sea level essentially, or is it above sea level? I think it's I think it's right there on sea level. That's right, because you guys are right next to the water. If I'm not mistaken, if I know my my New York facts. Well, but we also can have stuff that it's a below ground. I don't know what how that impacts things. Hmm. I actually don't know how anything works. Right. I think well, New York is more kind of it's like floating, right? So if you go underground, like your subways are in the water essentially. Mm-hmm. They're just like wa- yes. clear water tubes. Okay, I'm glad we cleared that. Mm-hmm. Up. Um, and uh, it's like in SeaWorld, <laughs> like you you go to the subway and like around you is like. Shamu and dolphins and all this kind of cool, cool stuff. Right. No. I, absolutely. Um, I'm. It's one of my ex- most exciting parts about New York is that you don't have to. Sea World is irrelevant there, um, because all of New York is a Sea World. Speaking of irrelevant Sea World, uh, coming from a place that has no Sea Worlds but instead has the, Adam, what's the the Sea World like thing in Ontario <laughs> called? Marine That's Land. Marine Land. Marine Land. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> this is Mr. Adam Alexander from Fringe Music Fix. Adam, how are you? I'm good, Adam. I still don't have a gimmick or a hook, so I'm <laughs> just going to go with but I'm still good. Well, that's, I mean, we do like hearing that you're good, and we do like hearing about um, Canada's uh, analogs to different theme parks in the U.S. Yeah. Um, Marineland is one of those ones that I remember fondly from my childhood. But also, um, Adam, have you ever been to Canada's Wonderland? Uh, yeah, I have. A couple times. Yeah, that's also one that uh, is a an experience, I'd say. It's actually a funny thing, right? Because uh, Canada... Canada's Wonderland used to be Paramount Canada's Wonderland, but then at some point they lost all their licensing. So now, like, all the rides that used to be, like, movie rides, like Top Gun and stuff, they're just <laughs> called, like, shitting things now because they don't have any of the copyrights anymore. So they didn't change, they didn't change the rides at all. They just, just like, renamed them. Yeah, yeah it's just, <laughs> like... it's. Just like this, the uh, airplane like launch now. Tom's, Tom's top flight is what I would call it. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Uh, that's very okay. That explains a lot because the the main attraction in, or like the like you know how like the Magic Kingdom has the castle. I guess I don't know whose castle is supposed to be. Cinderella's, bro. Cinderella's castle. That's right. Um, the sort of like the 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 center of the theme park in Canada's Wonderland. The center of the theme park are these gray mountains. And I've always wondered why those mountains are there. Um, but I, now that makes sense because the Paramount logo is some mountains. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, wow. You got it. Wow. Very interesting. That's, that's, why, that's why Bush Gardens is just a big-ass statue of a domestic abuser. Because it's a Van Iser Bush. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that, that's connecting a lot of dots for me there, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, why is that, like, drunk, angry guy? <laughs> Their logo, but now you see. I uh, now I do see. Um, yeah, because when I was a kid, I remember there. I think there was a Smurfs ride. Um, yeah, the Smurfs are not there anymore. Now they're just like the blue idiots. <laughs> 
Wow. Okay. Well, I could go on talking about that forever. Uh, we <laughs> Do have a some, whole podcast on this. <laughs> uh, defunct or or drastically changed Canadian theme parks. But I do want to mention that um, before we move on to another topic, that uh, Marine Land's uh, kind of a mascot is a man dressed in a, a, a walrus costume, but the, the walrus is a king. In full, he's got like a crown and a full a king cape. Nice. And I've never you, are there kings in Canada? Is that even well? We, there was, there's the queen. So if there was a king, then we'd queen. Yeah, nice tight. If she ever got married, if she'd ever returned my calls. Well, she is married, but uh, the queen's husband is not the king. For some, there's some there's some legal wrangling there. I think going on. Adam, mm-hmm. do you know why the king the king isn't or the the queen's husband is not the king? No, I have day. no idea. Huh. All right. I think it's the yeah. that I just said. And the queen just celebrated, more... celebrated her uh, like 90th birthday, right? Yeah, she did. Yeah. Not too long ago. Right. I believe. Is this a different queen than the Queen of England? This is the Queen, this of, is the queen of England. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. This it's is all to me. Yeah, One and the same. It's a it's it's a weird thing. Like you know, the queen can't go over and make any rules, but she's on the money in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Prince Philip is the Duke of Edinburgh. I think he's just—it's sort of a live-in common, you know, common-law marriage kind of deal. He doesn't get to be king; he just kind of gets to, you know, be the, you know. I'm sure he has a very comfortable life. So, anyway, you might uh, uh, <laughs> imagine from the title of this podcast that we're talking about music videos and not Canadian theme parks and English royalty. So, I think we should talk about some music videos, you guys. I, I mean, I don't yeah, know if you guys yeah. agree. No, I do think so. I okay. think so. Um, and we have an, a pretty interesting slate of music videos this week. Some some left turns, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Some interesting stuff, Doug. You put together couple, this, this couple left couple left turns for the better. Whew, yeah. Okay. Um, so why don't we talk about the first one on your list here, Doug? And that is um, a, a video from artist. I was like, surprised to see this on your list because I know you have. A, an avowed and, and very public hatred of this artist, um, and that is uh, Lil Dicky. Um, and, I, and I think the reason you put this on the, is because it's directed by one of our favorite music video directors and uh, somebody who's been on this podcast, Mr. James Lees. I did add, um, I, I watched it for the first time because I'm like, well, I hate Lil Dicky. I'm never going to watch anything he makes. Right. And then I saw James Lees directed a music video for him, and I was like, fuck you, James. Now I got to watch a little Dicky music video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I did. And I and I went in it, like, ready to hate it and ready to, like, hit up James and be like, yo, why'd you do this shit? Like, you fucking dummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to rip in James Lees. Uh, and, then, and then I watched the video, and it was good. He made a good video for little Dicky, which I... Th- think is harder than making a good video for almost anybody. Um, and so I, I fucking, I had to, yeah, I had to put it on the list. I think it was like, um, it, the, first of all, anyone who knows Lil Dicky is he's just like a white, white rapper who just like leans into his whiteness and like makes songs called white guy and makes rap videos where he knocks on the door of other rich white people's houses and asks them if he can shoot music videos in their house. And, and he does interviews where he says that he's braver than other rappers because he actually had other options than rap. Uh, he, 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 that he gave up 80 percent of his opportunities by making rap songs uh, and therefore he should be considered brave. All of those things color Lil Dicky negatively for me. Um, Wait, does Lil Dicky they, really have a song called White Guy? Or something like that. White Dude or White Something. I don't know which one it is. Right. Uh, and it's just like it's all about, <clears throat> it, 
it's all it's all using like stereotypes of white people in it, but like not like in in a in negative, but really being positive kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like the like, you know, I, that like yeah, I'm not tough, but also like I've never been arrested, or I don't know what it is. Like I can't. I don't, I don't have really specific, I don't remember the song specifically, but it was one of the songs that he kind of, that kind of, he broke with. Um, so now this song, Molly, featuring um, Brendan Urie from... Um, Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. Um, uh, like, uh, I was expecting some, like, dumb, uh, kind of, like, sophomoric humor uh, that that Lil Dicky is kind of known for to be kind of overrun in this video, and it actually ends up being just like a pretty um, straightforward, heartfelt video about a guy who like is uh, is less of a serious choice for a person that he had a relationship with, and that person has gone on to marry somebody else, and this is a the video basically takes place at at, at this wedding. Um, and despite the fact that some of Lil Dicky's performances are a little like, it's just kind of him with crooked eyebrows, the whole video <laughs> and, and him just kind of being like sad, like the, the video itself, I think is it, it holds him up in those, in, in the parts where maybe his performance doesn't really carry it. Um, I think the video doesn't allow it to dip too low because the, the video is executed beautifully. Um, and it's, it's really Believable, and even the elements of it that make it a music video, like when suddenly Brendan Urie is the wedding singer, or uh, things like that, where like there's like a little like intro setup and stuff, like all of that stuff, like really, really worked for me. And the fact that they didn't at the like they don't do the like twist joke element at any point in it, um, I think it made for a very, very successful music video. Yeah, they did a really interesting switcheroo at the beginning of this because the beginning is just is um, kind of the classic scene of like a bunch of guys getting ready for you know they're all putting on tides and stuff like that and they're giving him shit. They're kind of like so so it reminded me a lot of the it reminded me a lot of the I Choose You music video by UGK featuring Outkast and uh, um, Three Six Mafia. It uh, th- that video also starts the same way where everyone's kind of giving. Andre 3000 shit for getting married. And so it, it definitely is an, is a kind of thing that music videos start with in the past. It's something that happened. So the, the switch was kind of unexpected that it wasn't his wedding. Right. And one of the, the interesting things is they're giving him shit for like, Oh, you, you're nervous. You know, like you're going to, are you going to throw up or throw up or whatever? Um, and it seems, it seems very clear if you're just coming into it with no context that like he's the guy getting married and he's like, Hey, we got to be there on time. It is like a very classic kind of setup in that way. And then I was like, I was definitely fooled because they set it yeah, up even too. visually in the, in the church where like he's standing there and then the, the, the girl walks in and I didn't really realize it until she walks past him that that's what was going on. So it was very yeah. well set up. Adam, it fooled you as well. Yeah, it did. I thought that little twist was pretty brilliant. I, di- I didn't know this artist at all. And like just the initial setup, I was ready to like cringe and I could not figure <laughs> out why this was on the list. But uh, right right with that little wee switch there, I was like, wow, that's actually brilliant. That was really cool. Yeah, it's a nice switch. And these are some of the things that I'm talking about that just like the way James Lee's cho- chooses to tell this story um, makes it super successful because this idea um, 
at its core of like the, you know, someone who has had a relationship with a person at their wedding, uh, you know, you could have started with all of that information at upfront and, and still done this whole video. Like it could have just like started and you, you've got all of that knowledge in your head, but the fact that some of, some of the knowledge in the music video and your kind of like understanding of the story goes is, is revealed to you, uh, is something that I think is pretty unique and, and really interesting and fun. I love, too, how it sort of remained understated all the way through. Like, they could have done something where he made a scene or vomited. They, they came close to making me think it was going to do that, but then it just remained understated all the way through, and it was actually, like, really heartfelt and sad, and, yeah. and, and nothing happens. There's no it scene. Had, it has some color. It has some characters that are – some of the people at the wedding are funny. Uh, I actually think there might be a Vine guy in there. Is that who that was, Adam? Yeah, I was just going to say, I'm, I've been trying to figure out who that guy... There's a kind of a goofball guy who's giving him... Giving him not giving him shit. Yeah, that guy's like, a Vine guy, guy. Logan something. Yeah, he's in, he's a very popular Vine guy. Logan Paul, Logan Paul. Logan Paul. I'm pretty sure that's Logan Paul in that video. Uh, and But that might not be intentional. All these Vine kids like want to be regular actors and maybe just like taking parts. But it, he's he is a kind of a character in the video. And it, it looks just like that guy, Logan Paul, whether it's actually him or not. Um, but there are a few little like, goofy characters sprinkled in there that I, I actually think make it very tuned in to the art by James because like we mentioned like Lil Dicky is normally like a goofy funny rapper where like most of his songs are like joke songs almost um, and and this song is actually a little bit more serious I, I bet you if we like looked at the lyrics there'd still be the same kind of like the the punchlines and stuff would still be rooted in the same place that some of his jokier songs are um, but this is a more muted song for Lil Dicky who even though is like comedy and humor is still a big part of what he is as an artist and so I think James strikes the perfect balance of that stuff in this video too because that stuff is sprinkled in and there were some moments that I was really I thought were super funny but there were also for the most part that it kept this kind of tone throughout um thanks thanks in part to Lil Dicky's crooked eyebrows that uh yeah I, I thought was really good and, and it's and they stick with it to the end I, I, I wasn't sure, though, like, because Lil, it's Lil Dicky, like, when he walks away in the last shot, I'm still like, all right, d- don't get hit by a car or, like, don't, like, uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, just, like, don't have some weird moment just pop out at me uh, because, you know, to make it to some unexpected Lil Dicky moment. And it so, actually would have ruined it for me if they would have ruined it. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have put it on the list. I watched the video to the very, very end because I, I still thought, like, no, just just kind of knowing Lil Dicky's history. Um, you were waiting for him to get hit by a car? <laughs> yeah. I thought he was, was going to puke on her. I thought for sure he was puking on her. I was like, he's going to be. <laughs> yeah, like, something was going to happen. Like, instead of it being... Um, that, but, but the moment that sold the video for me was the Brennan Yuri reveal. I thought that was so so great, and it's just so like. And Yuri's performance is good. He's got this weird kind of like wedding singer vibe going for him, and but also like very kind of tongue in cheek version of a wedding singer. Uh, but it's such a good performance, and the, the the like kind of sudden appearance of him in the kind of background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just really really enjoyed the way they did that. Yeah. Uh... No, I, I totally agree. I cannot find Logan Paul mentioning this at all, um, but that guy has to be him. It looks a lot like him. But maybe do you do like a little Dicky Logan Paul search? 
You know, uh, that would be the most obvious, but I didn't do <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people are definitely saying, uh, is that Logan Paul in the video in the comments? Right. Um, uh, uh, so poprapped.com seems to think that it is him. Um, yeah, it does look like him. Yeah, so I think we're going to say yes. Okay. Uh so you guys did you did you know that little dicky fans are called dickheads according to Reddit? So that makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, okay, so let's uh, move on to uh, you know good job James, please. Uh, good job, job Brendan. A uh, little dicky. I think Doug still hates you, but I think you're you're gaining and you're gaining some some vibes there. Um, but this song was oh, the beat. I actually like the the beat of the song as well. Like I can't really speak for the lyrics as much because I wasn't really giving them a fair listen, but. Uh, I was catching vibes on the on the on the production. Nice. Uh, let's talk about another polarizing musical figure, um, and a polarizing music video format on this podcast, and then mm-hmm. Mr. Justin Bieber's company Ooh. music video. Yeah, get get ready. Um, so I think it was a few episodes ago that we we ripped into Ms. Taylor Swift's video for New Romantics, directed by Jonas Ackerland. It was essentially being a pretty vapid tour video and essentially just a commercial for uh, Taylor Swift's tour. Um, and I think as we all agree, tour like videos and tour documentaries and stuff like that are interesting for a number of reasons. And one of which is that you get to see an actual sort of bat- behind the scenes look at an artist that's not so uh, always manicured. You know, you get to see them in moments where, you know, the tour has been hard on them. The tour is, you know, brings out a lot of them. It's the whole narrative and the whole reason we have these sort of tour videos and, and following artists around and seeing how they react to different things is because like the actual physical event of being on tour for a long time is, is can, you know, weigh on a person's stress them out and kind of show make them behave in ways that you don't normally see them behave in so then we get a new one from justin bieber uh called company and uh, directed by rory rory kramer and who is uh, like f- famous like he's he's basically like justin bieber's like tour videographer right like he he kind of just follows justin around he doesn't always do like a lot of like content for justin uh, at this scale and official videos and stuff for him, but he kind of like has a relationship with him and follows him around and just kind of like films everything he does for his whole life. Right, which is a, an interesting job. I mean, it's not, uh, it's interesting work if you can get it. I mean, would, okay, just so, can we go around and say if somebody said, hey, uh, I want you to be a guy who follows Justin Bieber around everywhere and films him, uh, would you take the job? Uh, Doug, yes or no? Well, I'd, I, I would probably take it if. Uh, I was if, if I like wanted to be a documentary filmmaker or anything like that. I feel like I'd get that job and in a day later get fired because it'd be like, oh, <laughs> oh, you don't do this good. <laughs> like, like, like even the like even the footage in this video, uh, like I can't get I can't shoot stuff that looks as nice. So um, yeah, this uh, looks I, really nice. It does look nice. Like the footage itself is like he's not rolling around with DSLR. He's rolling around with like a a very significant camera right. when he films Justin Bieber for this type of stuff. And so, uh, you know, if, if uh, assuming I have the talent and, um, and I'm open, <laughs> right. Uh, I would definitely hang out with Justin Bieber for a job for at least a period of time, right. Six months to a year. Right. I'd, I'd go, I'd go on the purpose tour with him or whatever. Uh, 
uh, Adam and, hang, you. and hang out for a summer. Yeah, I mean, the timeline would be important, like a, like an internship type of a period, maybe. But I don't know about like a five, ten year plan. That might be a lot of Bieber. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I'm not going to commit. I'm not doing I'm not hanging my career on Bieber, but I'll do a year. What about you, Fairhope? You know what? I, I'd have to say yes. Looks like looks kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Check out the snow. The snowboarding scene is great. They're fucking new. It's they're snowboarding, bro. Yeah, they're, when they're Justin Bieber cool. wrote this song and was like, when Justin Bieber and Skrillex wrote this song, mm-hmm. um, we're like, there's gonna be a song about like keeping company and like connecting with someone you love and like wanting to spend all your time with them. Um, and it'd be really beautiful. And then Bieber was like, yeah, bro. And then we can fucking snowboard in the video. <laughs> Do you, think, do you think that's how it went down? I think they were probably in the north somewhere, and they're like, let's go snowboarding. And yeah. then they were just like, this, just, this seems to me, well, going back to the actual substance of the tour video, this seems to be a new trend where it you do a big tour and you do a video for the tour. Um, and the way tours are now, they're not supposed to be, they're just supposed to be, you know, pretty smooth um, operations. They're not supposed to be, not supposed to be any drama associated with them all at all. So it's yeah, it's essentially commercial. It's it's basically like, no, look how fun this is. Yeah, there's no. So the I think so I think for the Taylor Swift scenario that that was what that was intentionally that because it's directed by Jonas Ackerlund who wasn't with Taylor Swift on the whole tour and therefore it's like we want to do this we want to get a director to make this video to convey this message um, and that message is Taylor Swift's tour was fucking sick um, I think for this Justin Bieber company video seeing that it's Rory Kramer his tour videographer uh, but this is just like, oh shit, we need to do a quick video for company. Right. What What do we got? It's like, oh, we got a little bit of footage of him get, doing gap stuff, and then basically him on tour, and then we got this other weird stuff of him snowboarding, and this other stuff of him dancing with some random man in the studio, and they were like, yeah, cut that together, and let's pop that out next week. Like that. This reads like that to me, a hundred percent. Right. No, yeah, it, it definitely does, and I feel like there's this is definitely some sort of brand tie-in with his Calvin Klein stuff um, because there are some really amazing, you know, shots in this, uh, especially toward the end that are all centered around his Calvin Klein stuff. So some interesting little pieces that I, I watched this a few times and um, picked out some little things. Uh, this is the third week in a row that Kanye West appears in a video. He's in this for a split second. Did you guys Somebody. So yeah, somebody tried to credit him on the site. Oh yeah, well, he, there's, he there's one pending there's one pending contribution for this video right now, and it's to credit Kanye West as an appearance. Should we allow that? Should we? Allow I that? mean, he's in there, sure. Okay. Mo- moderation accepted. Um, the other one is a little bit uh, not as exciting, but at eleven, one eleven in the video, where there's like a little montage where he's hugging a lot of people. And one of them is him hugging a guy in what I can only, what I think is a Subway restaurant. I'm pretty sure that it's a Subway. Um, it, if it's not a Subway, it's a restaurant that is almost identical to Subway. It is. Uh, I don't. Well, I don't know what part it is, but if you're spotting a Subway, Adam, I tend to believe you. Um, let me let me send this screenshot here to you guys. Um, that's the screenshot. Um, and man, this brings up a lot of questions for me. One hundred percent a subway. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. That's yeah. a subway restaurant. That I just left be. subway. That is that is subway. 
I'm, I'm like in a subway right now recording this podcast. So yeah, right. In a tour as big as Justin Bieber's tour, like Justin Bieber has as much, you know, kind of like logistics surrounding wherever he goes as, you know, like not as much as the president, but it's a lot. Like mm-hmm. how does Justin Bieber end up in a subway? Yeah. He's, you, there's only one thing to do in a subway, and that's to order food for you know yourself and eat it or take your, it away. Like like maybe in your car, like alone, right. you have eight minutes to eat. It's to be, it's not a place where if you have any other possible option. And, uh-huh. and I and I maybe I'm, this is an unpopular opinion on this podcast. I love Subway, but t- like what? How did that even happen? I'm just I'm confused. <laughs> I, I mean I don't I don't dislike Subway I eat Subway it's 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 fine right. um, but you're right in terms of logistics like if you're on tour uh, and you have like dozens of people with you at buses which I'm sure happens on tours and stuff too that uh, it's also like not gonna be real quick for you right to just like <laughs> drop it to a Subway and be like here's uh, 45 orders we need to get them quick uh, and maybe this isn't a tour like. You know, there's there's footage from a bunch of stuff, and maybe this is just from their daily trip to Subway uh, that they film. Uh, but that is very. Uh, I cannot believe you spotted that. <laughs> <laughs> it's only in there for I swear, like half of half of a second. Um, like it's a montage of hugs. Yeah, you're like all oh, Subway. Um, I don't know those green chairs anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it was the green padding on the chair that kind of caught my eye initially. The other one is um, that I'm kind of confused about. I'll send you guys a screenshot for this one, too. Um, and we'll put these screenshots in the show notes. Is at 141, Justin Bieber is uh, kind of... he. It's like part of a sequence where he's kind of like exploring the landscape. Um, and then he just sort of ends up in the water. Yeah. Like standing... Like with his feet in the water, uh, with his shoes on, um, <laughs> he has his shoes on in that shot. I'm almost positive, and that's not like a smart thing to do if you like, you know, don't have a separate, you know, another pair of shoes available. And, and I know he's Justin Bieber, and he don't give a fuck, and he's he got a lot of shoes, and, right. he, and he's got access to all the shoes in the world. Um, there might be a you know like a truck on his tour brigade. It's just full of fresh shoes. Oh, I don't doubt it, yeah. But why not? Just oh. pop them off. Just for, like, the comfort of the walk back from the lake to the van. It's something that no matter who you are and what resources you have, I feel like the need to avoid getting your shoes wet is uh, on a day out is, like, a near-universal thing. Yeah. Also, so my, my guess is that... Justin Bieber, there, there. Somebody was directing him. He's like, Justin, go closer to the water. And he's like, Is this this is this close? And they're like, No, no, mm-hmm. a little closer. And he went like five feet into the water. <laughs> and the guys, and the guys, like, uh, Oh yeah, great, Justin. Justin's like, it's like, Yeah, that's the shot I was looking for. He's like, You know, I was in the water when he's like, Look at my fucking shoes. You know, I was in the water. And Roy Kramer was like, Oh fuck, no. I, I was just looking at your shoulders and and where I kind of wanted them in relation to the landscape. Uh, I, I didn't really. I love the idea that we just like completely write off also that this is really like a real reflective moment for Justin where he was just like, yo, pull the tour bus over. Like we need to just go. I need to just get a little outsideness in my yeah. life for a second. Like, let me just explore. And then like Roy Kramer, like, oh, should I gotta grab the camera for this and like catch this secret moment? Like, no, that's not how this that's not how this went down at all. 
this was like, how, yeah, let's get some dope shots of you splashing in the lake. And he was like, yeah, cool. And then he went. I, yeah, that's, if, if that's not how it went down, then I'm going to be, then you know what? I, I we know nothing about music, video. Exactly. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so I don't know. Did you guys en- enjoy this at all? I, I, I mean, yeah. I was like, I kind of, it was, it was varied enough and there's enough interesting stuff going yeah. on that I, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I'm I, with you, Adam. I think the footage is fine. Um, like I, like I said, I, it is. It's competently made. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, um, you know, I'm always in favor of of artists doing doing things interesting and doing things risky. And um, <clears throat> you know, their their videos are funded heavily, and 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 giving those opportunities to directors who I want to see more music videos from is always going to be my preference. Whether or not I think that this video is a failure, like I think actually the Taylor Swift, Jonas Ackerland one was like, was pretty cringeworthy. Like, I don't think I was necessarily yeah. cringing here. The the snowboarding and the Calvin Klein stuff just seems super out of place for me. But overall, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. Fine is... Fine is per- that's the right word. That's perfect. In terms of of tour videos, this one is tolerable. I c- I wasn't bored. I didn't want to shut it off. It what, is this, what is this shot you just put in here, Pharaoh? Yeah. Uh, this is related to Justin Bieber walking around the landscape. Uh, <laughs> he is he's like visibly amazed at several points during his walk where he is just seems to be overcome with emotion. Yeah. Oh my God, this grass is brown over here, green over here. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's an he's a entertaining dude. Um, he he probably does a lot of drugs. Um, like I yeah I I mean but what's if we all would if we all were Justin Bieber we'd be doing drugs. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah we would. We were fucking ra- rappers, rock stars, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah I I agree. Um, so yeah I agree. We this is a good one. Um, good good for Justin Bieber. I kind of want to see a video game spinoff of the the snowboarding stuff. Mm-hmm. So anybody <laughs> anybody who can make that happen that's watching it. Let me yeah. Know. Right. And then somebody else will buy like they'll lose the Bieber rights and they'll have to change the name and it'll just be a little blonde boy surf, sur, uh, snowboarding <laughs> game. <laughs> little blonde boy surfboard game. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Um, so let's talk about uh, Justin Bieber's her his boo former boo oh um, Miss Selena Gomez because she has a new video out um, she do 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 oh did you say do four times or did that uh, that was cool yeah no, I, just, <laughs> I just said it once it did it four times yeah and you I like that let's I'm gonna chop that up and we can turn it into a beat for a little dicky <laughs> yeah yeah it's a beat so this one is called Kill Him with Kindness. Um, and it's by our our good our good buddy Emil Nava, mm-hmm. and this video closet closet weird music video director Emil Nava <laughs> closet weird music video. Wait, what's uh, we were talking about? Well, you we always say Emil Nava is is weird, right? Right. That he sneaks weird shit into music videos all the time. That is kind of like below the radar. That. We can't figure out why, but like he's able to get in there, like the um, Ellie Goulding, where they're like sitting at the kitchen counter video. Yeah, I forgot what was weird about that one. There's the there's lots, lots the of kitchen it. counter, lots. like they're like wearing super fancy clothes, but there's a scene where they're like, oh right, counter. There's been like three or four examples of <clears throat> Emil Nava 
sneaking in weirdness into these into big pop videos. I can't remember what episode we talked about it on, but there's definitely an episode that we talked about it on. So this might be a good contender then, because this on its surface has kind of a can't miss concept. It's like let's get sexy Selena Gomez uh, in her nighty or whatever. And get her in front of uh, some, you know, let's just get some slow motion black and white shots of her. She's going to be hanging out. She's going to be mean. It's like a fashion film, fashion film inspired music video for Selena Gomez. Right, right. And then if the, one of the things is they kind of pull, you know, her little studio where she's being shot in front of a backdrop. You know, they pull away at certain points and she's in different uh, areas. But around the two minute mark, some some strange stuff starts to happen. And I'm not... Uh, maybe you guys can help me understand this video because I'm not entirely sure what's going on. So let's just give the, the basic gist. Uh, some people come out of the woodwork and start staring at her, and they're kind of all looking at her weird, like, who the hell are you and who do you think you are? They all seem to be break dancers of some sort. Yeah. Um, and then they all start b- b- break dancing toward the end of the video. Um, yeah. And then it like kind of like picks back up as a fashion film, and it's like <clears throat> there there's like she's in all these kind of like high fashion outfits. Like sometimes the production is revealed a little bit, like that you see a lot of like camera flashes, and and there are even moments with like the end the end of the video is kind of um you can see film. Uh, what, what do you call that when you can like see the film, the actual like film stock on it's the some film, some film effects, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, um, it's like <clears throat> bringing it, like it, it feels very much like a kind of like photo shoot fashion film, and I think that moment in there is it, to me it reads like Emil Nava's like okay we're gonna sneak in a weird fucking reason to be mixing these kind of like d- dancers with this fashion film stuff because I think because they get away from it and you you can almost like he almost allows you to forget about it mm-hmm. because a, a very like like you said the basics of a good um, a, a successful Selena Gomez video are all there without that kind of like weird moment in the middle like it's a high fashion video she looks fantastic the um, edit is really interesting and fast paced and then you throw in some cool dancers to add some color and to add some um, it, just like some additional interesting elements and to add some, you know, just some flavor into the video. So, like, that works. That's a music video. That's a real, really good music video, especially in the hands of, you know, somebody like Emil Nava. Um, but then, you know, he could just, like... And it's not like he's really sneaking it in in this video. It's because it happens uh, right in your face. Um, but then the the rest of the video kind of just like allows you to forget it, which I think is interesting too. It's another like trick of of allowing it to to be in there. And maybe it's not a trick, and maybe he gets people to agree with his ideas. But like I'm I'm drawn to that stuff about this video, mm-hmm. about how it's got that, uh, how it could work without that, but it's still there, uh, and it's the type of thing that like it makes this different, right? It makes this beyond just that performance cool fashion film and and adds like an, an extra layer of um just just interesting intrigue one thing that i did notice about this video is that it, it's solidifying the great tradition of selena gomez kind of running in videos and looking back in slow motion yeah. um 
I think one of the best examples being 2013's Come and Get It, directed by Anthony Manley, which right. I think a full 60% of that video is her running and looking back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I was kind of bored by this video um, just because it's, I mean, Selena Gomez is, is pretty attractive, but I felt like for a whole three minute and 44 minute video, it, it didn't really do that much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if there was any sort of message, it felt like they were like, hey, here's a message, like, like kind of like under their breath. Um, I didn't really get the message or anything like that. There, yeah, the song has a kind of a message. It's kill them with kindness. It's which I don't is know sort if of, there is a, I don't know if there is a message. I what I liked about this and I you know there's a few reasons. It's also the, the most popular video of the week. It has 20 million views. I think it it deserves uh, some attention for just oh, kind absolutely, of absolutely yeah. You know, the kind of a cultural impact that it's having. Um but I do think that you know the, like I, I don't like I'm I don't particularly like fashion videos like this or videos that are um have like super performance heavy and it's just like kind of like a a starlet or a pop star or somebody cool in the middle of a room for the most part but uh i do think that the way that they introduce some of the kind of like dancers and some of those other elements like the way that that stuff is introduced in the video it's it's interesting and i i i think it's it's at least it's something. It's something cooler for me to grab onto. Because had it just had these dancers, I don't think. Uh, I think there's <clears throat> just kind of like having dancers in your music video now is getting more and more of a diminishing return. Uh, I think we re- we reach kind of like the peak of it um, at the ch- chandelier time. I think that it's having a longer tail um, that I that I realized it would that I, that I thought it would because I think people are figuring out ways to work dance into their music video with like with story and have it actually need to be there but because others were kind of just throwing dance in there and and not having a lot of success with it because didn't it, it seemed just like a novelty uh, so I like when when dance gets brought into a music video in, in an interesting way and I think that they do that a little bit here uh, had it just been shoved in there I wouldn't have enjoyed it as as much but yeah in general like the bulk of this video is not the type of thing that i would be choosing to watch just like i wouldn't be choosing to watch justin bieber snowboarding or behind the scenes of him uh at a calvin klein shoot like there are stuff there there are justin bieber videos that i i'd choose to watch it's just like not him wading through a lake Hmm. so uh yeah uh I'm, i'm with you for the bulk of this video, uh, but I do have some things that I can kind of grasp onto that I'm like, oh, all right, this is this elevates us a little bit. <clears throat> it's also a really weird title for a song, right? Or, <laughs> uh, it's it's because "Kill Him with Kindness" is sort of one of the, those old cliche sayings. It's like right. it's like if Selena Gomez released a song called like "An Apple a Day" or whatever, or, or like "Live, Laugh, Love," or like something. yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they and they made it cool though because it's M. Uh, oh, it's true. Yeah, kill him. Uh, it's, not, it's not kill them. It's I kill think it's always yeah. Um, or or uh, what's what's another saying that's kind of like along the the the, the lines of kill him with kindness, like uh, bless this mess or something like that. Or yeah, just anything that would be like on a wood block hung up in a mom's kitchen. Right, like, right, yeah. Like, home is where the heart is. is yeah, the next one. exactly, right. yeah. I, I, I definitely uh, can get behind that. Um, yeah. 
I think, yeah, Selena Gomez should just have one album that's just all songs that are just like the, the premise is just really cliche saying. <laughs> just mom phrases, yeah. <laughs> all who all who wander aren't lost. That's right, yeah. Is the name of the album. Uh, why not? Um, so from something very straightforward, from the music to the video, um, let's close today with something that's, uh, this week, with something that's definitely not uh, very straightforward, and that uh, this is uh, one of them underground videos you're putting on here for us. Um, oh, it's, it's, un- it's very, it's almost velvet, it's so underground. Oh, it is the underground. It's, it's so underground that it, it's a uh, glass tube with uh, orcas swimming around it. Um, this is Ailment's video for Car Crush. It is. So, um, Adam, why don't you get to give a shot at taking us through the the basic narrative of this video, and then we'll kind of get into the way that the story gets told. Okay. Um, I'm going to give a very basic thing here. Yeah. Um, and also, just when, one kind of funny thing is that I have never... So actually, before I say that, um, so the, this video opens, It's uh, there's some car squealing. Uh, you hear a car crash. Um, and then you see a lot of different shots. Uh, one is, but you kind of return to them at different points. One is a, a dude in a, in a house coat just looking out his window. One is a lady just sitting in her car. The car is stationary and she's just staring forward. Another is a guard asleep at some sort of like bank of monitors. Um, and then throughout the video, you see this this traveling tire tire and the other one is a guy like standing on a street corner so it's all nighttime and you see this tire just like kind of like rolling it rolls through all these different uh kind of scenarios and uh at the end there's a car crash and i i honestly don't know how to explain it other than that because i don't really understand a lot of this video so doug (laughs) can can you take us through some more some more some more factual stuff here well i so i i think that it's all kind of it's this obviously the same story from different perspectives. Uh, I think you think the whole time that maybe the tire is from the car crash because mm-hmm. uh, the song is called Car Crush. Uh, you think that the tire is from the crash and then maybe uh, you realize that at the end that it actually causes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this is just kind of like a cause and effect video. Like all these elements are related, but you don't ever see them together. Um, but I just, I thought was, that was really interesting and great about the video is just how they're giving you this information and how the, uh, video is edited and put together and the kind of just style and production design of it. I thought were all very, very interesting and, and unique about this video. Uh, like this, this feels like um, a totally kind of fresh perspective and unique take on a lot of the things that they're doing here, and so that's that's kind of what I was drawn to the most in, in terms of like uh, what is actually going on. And it's pretty close to what you said. <laughs> I think like that's basically what I, you know what I mean. Like that's kind of what I gathered from it, uh, and I don't really like know who's responsible for what. Like maybe that tire came off this lady's car who's stationary or and and the fact that like the guard is sleeping kind of indicates that like maybe he would have been able to stop it had he not been sleeping and maybe he could have like had an impact on it and that like all you know not everything is like I don't know what everybody's significance quite is but I was just kind of like along for the ride for most of this and and it's really interesting like I use the word interesting a lot but like just the the different camera angles are all very unique the way that the story is kind of 
tied together by this rolling tire allows them to do a lot of really fun things with it. Uh, and I just and, and like I said, the edit itself was really really good. There's all these shots of um, all these like quick sh- uh, transitions um, where I think they might be using actual photos for some of them. I don't yeah, know. They look like photos, yeah. Yeah, which I thought was really really cool too because it. Uh, I think the video is meant to. Be, it has kind of a retro feel to it. It doesn't necessarily feel like it's taking necessarily taking place in 2016. And I think the photos kind of sell that. They're, they have this kind of dated feel to them that, that brings this back a couple of decades for me. Have you guys heard of a movie? Uh, this reminded me of a movie that I saw in part um, called Rubber. Have you heard of this movie? No. Seen anything about it? No. <clears throat> it, was, uh, it was an indie sort of a, a horror slash comedy that came out in uh, two, about 2010 and it was about a, a homicidal tire that basically <laughs> just like rolled around like like driving running cars off the road and and there's a, there's more of a story to it but uh, just the way this was shot really reminded me of that uh, just the way it f- follows the tire along Is if it, you watch it's directed by Mr. Ozu or whatever how do you say that guy's name who Eric Wareheim did that video for wait what Oh, oh, uh, Mr. Oizo. That's right, Mr. Oizo. Yeah, Oizo. Oizo. Oh, right. It's directed uh, by. It's directed by him. I didn't make that connection. I looked at the director's name, but yeah, Quentin Dupieux. Interesting. Um, well, yeah, it's a it's a weird movie. I didn't watch it all, but um, it definitely. If you guys check out the trailer, it does. <laughs> I want to reminisce. I want to check it out, and I, I I wouldn't be surprised if this. Was influence you know with that if that was an influence of this video, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I really. What'd you guys think of this one? Awesome. It was cool. I liked it. Yeah, for videos that are sort of. You know, we see we, we tend to look at a lot of like slow burn videos, kind of like very long, kind of four minute videos that are that are you know more slower paced because that just seems to be the, the trend right now. Um, but this one is like you know the music is very very fast. It's kind of like a punkish rock song, um, and just like kind of goes along at breakneck speed. And I I liked it a lot. Nice. Um, yeah. l- looking at the trailer <laughs> for Rubber, I would say this is. Absolutely, an homage to Rubber. Um, uh, good, good catch, Adam. Because I would, I've never even heard yeah. of this video. <laughs> and Adam, you haven't even like seen. See, you're like it's a, it's a movie that I've seen like some of. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, like, got, it was just it just came on at, at someone's house that had like the movie network, and and I caught like the tail end of it, and I was like, what is this? Is the and, movie network because HBO took their rights away, and so you could only call it the movie network now? <laughs> Pretty much, pretty much. That's close to the truth, actually. <laughs> home, home movies in your home. Obviously. Yeah, they they handle they handle our Game of Thrones over here, and they do a very poor job of making it easy to uh, to get a hold of. So really? yeah, well, how do you so how do you, how do you watch Game of Thrones? I uh, well uh, now I'm forced to wait until I can purchase the season on Google Play, which is after the season has finished, and everyone on the internet has spoiled it for me. Mm. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. Yeah, um, I actually got like I got a I had I had been downloading it, but I actually received a letter from HBO uh, via, via my ISP requesting that I please stop doing that. Whoa! And then my I, yeah, like we don't have legislation against that here, so like there's no way they could like press charges and stuff. But I did get like a a weird letter from HBO. Wow. So 
Yeah, it's funny. Can you be... can you scan that and send it to us? Yeah, we I'd love to see. I, that. I might still have an image. I did put it on my Facebook when it happened. This was last year, but I'll see if I have I it. I don't know if I, uh, yeah, yeah. That's fun. That's that, you're awesome. That makes you a little bit more cool, Adam. That is, <laughs> that is crazy. Um that is funny that they send sort of like in Canada they send politely worded letters to people to stop. That's it's almost too perfect, I guess. Right. Um, I'd really appreciate it if you'd stop stop stealing my content. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that is crazy. Um, There's actually a Vice article earlier this week from uh, written from the, and they had interviewed a bunch of Canadians uh, who had received similar letters and basically the the stance was just that like these people. There's no easy way to get it other than buying like an expensive tiered cable package for like $140 a month. So, like, HBO just hates us. They hate Canadians. They absolutely basically. do. Um, <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I, I know some people at HBO, and man, they. Every time I talk to them, it's just like fuck Canadians. We're doing everything, <laughs> we're doing everything mm-hmm. we can to fuck over Canada. Mm-hmm. And it's working. It's, it's yeah. working big time. Um, well, you guys, I think we, I think we did it today. Man, it feels good too to have uh, done it. It feels good. It feels like a win. I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you want to watch these videos, all you got to do—it's a very low, low barrier entry. Just go to am, imvdb.com/slash/podcasts. This is episode 194. You guys, we're six away from 200 guys. Oh my god! Oh my god! So, I'm gonna be—I'm gonna—I'm not wearing a fucking shirt for episode 200. Oh man! I, you know what? Wear I no pledged, shirt. I pledged everyone here. I'll wear no shirt as well. Adam, can we get you on board on that? Yeah, yeah, all right. I can do that. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Episode 200, no shirts. You heard it here first. I don't care if any other news outlets. Says Pictures to prove it. Pictures uh, to prove it. You know what? I'm... That'll be the first episode we release a video podcast. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> episode 200. Uh, it doesn't seem that long ago we did episode 100, so I guess time really flies, which could be the next title of Selena Gomez's uh, song. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it should. Time flies when you're having fun. By yeah, time. like time flies in parentheses <laughs> when you're having fun. <laughs> okay. But have, having, H-A-V-I-N, so, because it keep it cool. All right, well, uh, we'll look over that song and, uh, and some shirt- shirtless podcast, boys, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>